previously on Party in Peril. Retlin steps out from the trees. Now stopping and, and standing next to you is Sir Titus Alexander the Gauntlet. So kill me already and be done with it. To atone for your mistakes, you would be our ally, not our enemy. If you want to die, then earn a righteous death. Maybe it was an empty doorway, or maybe it was from somewhere behind you. It's hard to tell. You hear a moan. And then another moan from somewhere else. And then another one, even closer than the other. Now the entire town of Undead has you completely surrounded. Time to get moving, kids. Heads towards that inn over there. We've got a safe house going on. You're a fucking dragon, and it's time to party. So, Indigo needs you guys to buy some time. I want to sort of be kind of flying just overhead and kind of carrying my my uh, scimitar and daggers downward to sort of be slicing as I'm flying over very quickly. Just so I can sort <laughs> nice. of be like making a trail or just like defending where he's standing. I'd like to use my fire breathing skills to let out a big belch and just sort of get them all lit up. Jack is, is flying around just overhead of all these uh, zombos, like taking their heads off with his scimitar, flying through like a razor, just chopping these things. And then Avador, you fly up into the air and, and kind of steady yourself with these wings and you let out this big roaring fire. <laughs> that just envelops hundreds of these zombies that just begin burning. Um, and you can see they're, they're kind of scrambling and, and, and all kinds of stuff. It's a barbecue. Um, <laughs> yes, barbecuing these zombies. And it smells strangely good. Like you're really hungry. No, I'm kidding. That would be gross. <laughs> <laughs> all of your friends are very, very in shock and awe. And then Shepard's just like, ah, they tried the curry. Yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> it was on that once. It was good stuff. Uh, <laughs> a couple more burps tell you after so many minutes of doing this that that the spells are starting to wear off, and um, you begin kind of um, anticipating your landing um, back towards the end. And um, Jack, you kind of fly in, feet kicking as you as you land, and Avador, you land just as as gracefully as you would um, into your tiefling form. Now that you've bought enough time, this orb of blue energy explodes out from Indigo as he kind of vanishes. And this energy surrounds you um, and surrounds this in in kind of this large bubble of sorts. Um, and some of the remaining zombies, of which there are now not very many, um, are slamming into it hard and falling backwards and the ones that, that hit start to disintegrate. And after a few others notice, they seem to kind of lose interest and begin wandering away. Jewel speaks from the center of the bubble of which you guys are now all within, and she says, We can rest here for several hours and renew our strength for the battle to come. No one can get in or out, or even sense that we're in here if we remain inside. Who all is with us inside the inn? Everybody from when you guys first ended up at um, Rycine is there. So like um, Captain Stein, Piper, Elros, uh, Grunwald, Krog, Jewel, Saren Shepard, obviously. And then the Gauntlet is with you guys as well. Yeah, I think we definitely need to strategize and figure out like um, based off of everybody's skills and what we can all do and how we can... If it's just a tower we have to raid, I don't know really what strategy there is aside from go into the tower because we don't know the layout of it exactly. <laughs> yeah, but we know that there's still zombies outside. 
outside the end. We didn't destroy all of them. We were, we just were able to kind of like, yeah, well, the stragglers I'm not worried about. I, okay. So maybe the big guys, the, the bigger, well, especially gauntlet should be leading the pack seeing as he's likely the most armored out of everyone else. So he can be the, um, the Vanguard and, uh, we can kind of follow up behind not because he's sacrificial because we don't care much about him, but because he's, you know, he can be a good front shield for everybody else. And I would assume that he would want to be the one sort of leading the charge anyway, given his, his mentality. I'm thinking it might be a good idea and I'm just going to throw it out there into the crowd and, and see how everyone thinks we should take cover, you know, bird's eye view as well as in like, on ground, so on air and ground, and I can morph into a bird. Like, I can morph into whatever creature and as yeah. that I've seen, so I can morph into that so that I can go through a window in the tower versus, like... Just be careful with that because you don't know what's on the other side of that window, and you don't want to be trapped alone in there. So that would be my concern. Which is why I say, like, we go as a group with the the bigger guys who can take more hits leading the charge. And then maybe once we're inside, we can kind of assess, reassess from there. And, and I can stealth ahead even because I, I have very, very high stealth right now. So I assume I'll be able to get around unseen fairly easily. But I just think it's going to be really tough to formulate a plan past positionally how we want to enter right now but maybe you could use your wall of flame to at least block everyone uh, block the zombies off from sort of following us in or surrounding the tower you know what i mean and trapping us there right so i won't morph i'll keep that out yeah not until we have to separate i think we're safer together what else captain jack jack as a character is not gonna take command and try to like lead the party <laughs> but i just think generally as an idea if we could have the stronger people as a van but jack wouldn't know these things that's why i'm not like saying it out loud sure. it's like he wouldn't be thinking about it like that but i'm just no it's strategically fine. that's what i think sarah will will start kind of um helping strategize and stuff and and she um she hears jack voice concern about maybe the strong guys should be at the front you know, maybe that's the thing. Talking with, with Grunwald and the Gauntlet, they decide that both Grunwald and the Gauntlet will lead in the front. Sarah herself and Krog are going to be at the very back with everybody else kind of falling at some place in the middle. Um, so you'll be kind of traveling that way. Are you guys ready to make your way now? I think so. I didn't have anything to heal or repair. So as you... Uh, begin kind of getting getting things ready sarah's just kind of like rousing everyone um after you've had a, a short little rest to um you know get your gear get your weapons ready to everything captain stein's kind of looking out and he's like these undead are largely thinned out now i think we can make it to the bridge relatively easy i think the bigger threat's gonna probably be whatever's inside i don't know how many of them there are but we're gonna have to get those coins and key or whatever they got so they don't figure out how to use it first. Sarah agrees and is uh, barking orders and stuff, getting everybody in line, and you are ready to move. So Grunwald and the Gauntlet are leading the way. You guys are on the move. Now, as you are leaving the safety of the spell that Indigo had set for you guys, you're making your way again through what's left of this city of Armin, Ar Arnhem. <laughs> Corpses and entrails just strewn about in, in every direction direction you're seeing all these charred zombies from the dragon's breath that avador was um so um, um liberally giving <laughs> <laughs> to all of them lots of decapitated zombies from jack all around the the um, front part of the inn and yeah you guys are occasionally seeing some wandering around that um elros and piper are doing their best to try to kind of dispatch sort of keeping to the shadows in that way. And you walk on for about a, a good 20 minutes and you're starting to reach this long stone bridge that stretches from the shore of the town across this huge dark lake 
to the island where the, the tall red tower sits. The bridge is mostly intact, but crumbling in a few areas. Um, and, and when I say it's long, it's very long. This is about 150 feet of somewhat uneven stone. And it's eerily quiet aside from now that you guys are kind of at this bridge in kind of a fixed location and you've stopped wandering, you can hear the groans of some of the zombies um, still out in the town. They're starting to make their way towards you now that they're aware of where you are. So yeah, there are probably about, let's say, a couple dozen zombies starting to head your way from behind. I will cast the Wind Wall. It's a wall of strong wind rises from the ground at a point I choose within range. I will make the wall up to 50 feet long and 15 feet high as and one foot thick. It will shape in any way that I choose. So I choose to shape the letter U. So it's basically like they can't like pass through that that wall basically. Is that kind of how it is? Yeah, so it's and if, uh, let's see, when the wall appears, each creature within its area must make a strength saving throw. A creature takes 3d8 bludgeoning damage on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one. Today's episode dedicated to the letter U. What's left of that, that zombie horde is, is kind of a, approaching that wall. And and how much, what's the damage that they would take? 3d8 bludgeoning damage. If they manage to, to succeed it, it's still a half as much damage on a successful one. As I was saying with the, that zombie horde, um, and there's not very many left of them, I kind of was just like, you know, however much damage is done to them as a whole, that's how many are, are killed. So with only a couple dozen being left, the the first group to approach this thing, which is the larger group of them, they hit that wall and like literally they are just, the, the force of that wind just blows them back and kills almost all of them. There's literally maybe four um, stragglers behind that, that bigger group of 17 that just got blown all over the place and died. Those last four are just kind of like, uh, uh, <laughs> and then kind of turn, turn direction, start wandering off. They're, they're done. They're, they're, they're not even going to attempt at this point. Nice. You are safe from behind. No one's going to be able to get to you, but also like you're, you're not going to be leaving this bridge. This red tower, um, it's not literally red, that's just what it's called, but it's this big stone tower that's like several stories high. And you can kind of see several wooden slots in this tower push aside, and through the darkness of the holes left behind, you hear a chorus of whistles as a rain of arrows begin descending down upon you. I need you guys to make a dexterity saving throw. 14. Two. Everybody in the group just took an arrow um, somewhere because you guys were not prepared for this. And it, literally everyone got pew, hit. Pew, pew. Uh, both of you actually just took four damages. The large iron doors at the front of this tower begin to slowly swing open. And from a distance, you can make out a tall, pale figure covered in streaks of red. But a female voice booms from somewhere within the tower, unnaturally loud, and says, I, Queen Anessa, implore you to lay down your weapons and surrender. For I have already won not only this battle, but a centuries-long war that saw the world of the Dornblooded hunt us Scourgeblood as if we were mindless beasts. Some of you are Scourgeblood yourselves, so why not join us? Decide now, or you will perish beneath my will. Now, none of the other of your companions move an inch. They are just gripping their weapons tight, teeth bared, staring very intently at this tower. Krog does not flinch at all. He just does not care. He's not going to go for it. And Shepard's kind of looking around like, oh, boy. Oh, I, I didn't expect to be able to switch sides in the middle of this, but uh, uh, no, no. 
I feel like a uh, world without humans and such would be rather boring. What say you, Avador? I will end my journey where I started with the humans. The camera like pans over to Jack and then zooms in down towards his fist and he gives a little Arthur fist towards her. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> you do a little Arthur fist. Yeah. Nice. You hear Anessa's voice boom again. Very well. I will mourn your passing as it is wholly unnecessary. Suddenly, a bright beam of swirling red energy bursts from the top of this tower, sending pieces flying in every direction. Some of it slamming into the bridge where you guys stand, chunks of it falling into the water on the outskirts of the bridge, and other pieces embedding into the path, leaving the way forward uh, more uneven and difficult. The energy crackles like thunder as the vampire queen's voice rings out once more. I call on the ancient power of Thiel, mother of scourge blood, and her celestials whom follow her commands. Make my wrath known across this world. And the sky blackens as if the dead of night, and the moon rises as though a, a sliver of it which should all you should be able to see based on on the time of month and the year but it quickly reveals itself not only to be full but unnaturally large and two other red beams of energy slam down from the sky one towards the east and one towards the west back in the port city where your group joined captain stein's crew so many weeks ago now a dwarf looks up from the coin he's studying. He rushes to the side of his lighthouse and grips the railing there as he sees the gigantic statue that stood silent for centuries off in the distance illuminate briefly with this swirling red light. And then it moves, each step sounding like the loudest clap of thunder and shaking the land like an earthquake. Even from miles and miles away where he stands watching, the statue brandishes its gigantic sword and swipes it along the ground as cries of fear begin to swell up from across the city where he lives. And on the opposite side of the land, Master Kavela stands alongside the woven form of Balaam at his tower in Rycine. A single bead of sweat rolling down his brow as the other gigantic statue from the west marches towards his ancient home, a giant spear readied to impale the entire academy. And here in this moment, Jack, your body jerks violently as you once again take on your were-rat form. And as you look up from completing your transformation, you see the bloody vampire flanked by several dozen more vampires and werewolves surging forward across this bridge straight at you. And with a roar, Grunwald, Stein, Piper, the Gauntlet, and Krog run forward to meet them head on. Elros and Jewel sling arrows and spells every which direction from behind as the group of monsters runs across these walls of the bridge attempting to breach your ranks. Sarah stops and, and looks at you, Avador, Jack, and also Shepard, the companions that she started this journey with, and she holds her shield and warhammer tightly and lets out a single shaky breath. Are you ready? Ready. As ready as we're gonna be. Shepard nods and just places a hand on her shoulder and kind of studies her a bit. We have to make it to this tower and end it, no matter what. Let's move together. We will fight our way up and straight through the middle while the others protect us from each side. We must gain every bit of ground as we can. Guys, this is going to be a very different style of gameplay right now. You two are gonna roll initiative and I'm going to give Sarah and Shepard the same number um, so they'll just attack back to back. Your job is to make it across this bridge to the tower while you're fighting. 
And you're going to do that by making what I'm going to call a group terrain check. All right. At the beginning of each turn, the two of you are going to both roll for athletics. Your scores are going to be combined and you're going to have to meet a certain number to move 30 feet forward. And you will have to move forward five times to get to the tower. After your first check, you're going to begin being attacked by different opponents that you'll need to try to fight and defeat along the way. Um, If you don't defeat your opponent by the end of the next turn, or if you fail on a group terrain check, there's going to be some very rough consequences for you or your companions. Right now, both of you two roll initiative. 15. 12. Okay. Now what I need the two of you to do is to make a, we're going to do the group terrain check thing that I was just kind of talking about. So both of you are going to roll, I think it was athletics is what I said, right? Because this is going to be some hard terrain to get past while you guys are fighting. So both of you roll your athletics, whatever, if you have any bonuses, modifiers, things like that, um, add those. And then we're going to add those, uh, both of your guys' numbers together. I will polymorph into my eight-legged friend, the giant spider. Oh, this is going to be fun and exciting. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm very excited for this. Okay, so you, you're changing into the giant spider. So you two go ahead and make your um, the two rolls that I asked you to do so we can add those numbers together. Mine is ten total. Eight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so ten and eight. Those are not good. Not good. So you guys did not do very well on your first check. So, so your your first round, you guys are not able to to take any ground uh, just yet. And as you guys are are um, trying to press forward, you are stopped by um, a vampire slams down right in front of you guys. Um, that's he's kind of been able to leap over where some of the bigger companions of yours were fighting. He's gotten to you sort of in the middle and has keep kept you from moving forward. And this vampire is going to attack. We're going to start with Jack. Sorry, buddy. Mm. That's uh, that's where vampire boy is going to go. And I'll let you know their their HP is not going to be huge. The big challenge here is like you guys have so much ground to cover. And, like, things might start getting harder as you go. He's going to do a multi-attack against Jack. Okay, well, I just rolled a one. So <laughs> the vampire, he jumped across, and, and he did the that thing where, like, he slams on the ground, like, kneeling and one fist on the ground and does the slow, like, stand-up-to-full-height thing like he thinks he's awesome-looking. And then he goes to swipe with both hands, and like realizes that you had literally just stepped to the left and he was not paying attention because he was so full of himself. <laughs> so he doesn't actually, he just swipes through the air and if he gives you anything, it's just going to be a cold from from the, the wind blowing by you. Nice. Sarah is going to make an attack. Um, she's going to use her war hammer. The vampire was, was ready for that one coming so Sarah did not hit... Um, Shepard is now attempting to hit and also misses the shot. God, we're all terrible. <sighs> oh, man. Jack, it's your your turn. I guess I'll just try to do a sneak attack since uh, Avador and I are both close proximity with that vampire who just whiffed. And so I'll just kind of like sneak under or strike under where he swung his arms and just sort of stab upward with my uh, scimitar okay. first, followed by my dagger. Go for it. Man, I roll so good on these hits. So on the scimitar, I got a 22. Dagger is a 22 also. Both hit. Okay. Nine. Dagger is a six. So 15 so far. And then I do 46 more damage with sneak attack. 13 plus 6, which is 19 plus uh, 9 more, 28. All right. Uh, what does it look like as you kill this vampire? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I, uh, yeah, I, I go in to stab with my scimitar, and then as I inject it into him, I, 
I guess I, I sort of stab towards his heart. Um, I'm assuming vampires work the same way where if they're staked to the heart, then they kind of go up and, I don't know, uh, dust or whatever. Sure. So yeah, that, that's that's mainly what I'm doing is striking hard with my, like I'll hit with my dagger first, just stabbing him in the side to kind of hold myself in place, then stab upward into his heart with mm -hmm. my scimitar and he goes up in smoke or dust or whatever. Since you killed your only opponent right now, We'll go ahead and you guys do your terrain check again, and then when the next enemy comes, Avador will be going first since she didn't get to attack yet. So, okay. terrain check for both of you. 25 on mine. Okay. 18. So you guys have moved up 30 feet. This time, two vampires land in front of you, ready to do some attackings. Avador. I want to spit web. Plus five to hit, range 30 to 60 feet, one creature uh, hit. The target is restrained by webbing as an action. The restrained target can make a DC 12 strength check, bursting the webbing on a success. The webbing can also be attacked and destroyed. AC 10, HP 5, vulnerability to fire damage, immunity to bludgeoning, poison, and So that's the damage. strength of the webbing itself. Okay. So it doesn't do any damage, it's just a restraint. So it how many are coming place. at us? Two. Two are coming. Okay, so my web can only hit one creature. Yep. All right, so I will do whichever one is closest coming at us. Okay. 19. Yep, so you web one of them. Okay, and what do I need to roll to see if I can get out? Uh, DC 12 strength. He fails. Okay, so one of the vampires is stuck in the web and cannot move. The other vampire is going to try and attack our giant spider friend. Um, does 12 beat your AC class, Avador? Uh, no, it does not. Nice. Okay, so he's trying to, to attack... Um, Avador with his claws, but her long legs are, are kind of like coming down at him very sharply, and he just cannot get in there without getting himself impaled. Sarah and Shepard's turn. You should be a spider all the time. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the one thing I hate about the the new die thing that they added to this, like, I, it's cool that they did it, but it is so slow. Like, the die is so slow to roll. There are some really good apps that are dice roll apps too. They yeah, I think I'm gonna switch faster. to that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sarah Crit, she does a lot of damage and then summons her uh, blessed weapon. And let's see what that does to this guy. Uh, he's dead. Um, <laughs> that vampire is very dead. Nice. Um, so she just slams and crunches the skull of this vampire on one side with her warhammer, her blessed weapon, um, the spiritual weapon, slams into the other side of the skull, completely caving it in on both sides. Shepard is going to attack the one um, caught in the web with an Eldritch Blast. Oof. He obliterates it. Um, so the one that was caught in the web, gone. Your Both of your opponents are dead. Make a uh, uh, terrain check and see if you guys can move forward. A 15 on mine. Okay. Nine. So okay. 24 total. You're you're not able to gain any ground, even though you did dispatch your opponents. But you can see that without gaining ground, I mean, it's taking longer. That means your friends are battling longer and longer. Uh, you, you see that Grunvald, who is kind of up at the front, he takes quite a bit of damage as one of the vampires sinks its teeth into his neck. He's still able to fight the, the vampire off, but he's bleeding quite badly, and Grunwald is bloodied. Two werewolves and one vampire approach. So you have three opponents to try to get past this time. What's the order? Is it werewolf, well, werewolf, vampire? Or? Uh, we'll say uh, vampire in the middle between two werewolves. I'll try to take out one of the, I'll, I mean, I'll try to take out the vampire then based on my previous encounter. Okay. So I'll do the two weapon strike to get advantage on the attack roll. Do I have advantage if other people are within range also? So the way that it would normally work, no. But when we first started this campaign, our former DM 
said differently. Oh. So. Uh, well, I don't want. I don't want to play against the rules. Like we don't have to house rule that. I would just wanted to know for my own. Okay. Sake. Normally, if if you and another player were flanking an enemy, um, you would both have advantage. So if like if I could draw like a straight line um, from let's say you to Abador, and that enemy falls in the middle of that straight line, then both of you would have advantage um, to roll an attack against it. But since they're all in front of you. Uh, no, you wouldn't have an advantage with that. Then I will just attack the vampire. Does a 15 hit? Yes. Okay, so the scimitar hits, and then does a 12 hit? No. Okay, so dagger misses, scimitar hits. So for the scimitar damage, 9, and then if I'm doing the 46 extra, 19 total damage. That vampire disintegrates as you stab your scimitar right through the heart once again. Nice. So I'm just like... (laughs) Vampire Slayer. That's going to be a new title I gain after this. (laughs) Vampire Slayer. Uh, They're going to call you Blade. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Avador's turn. You have two werewolves in front of you. Alright, so I'm going to spit again. (laughs) You just spit spit on them. It's not webs, just spit. Just spit. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, scum. <laughs> so it can only hit one target. Mm-hmm. So whichever, either or, I guess I'll choose the one right of me. 18. Hits. All right. And then you okay. need a roll to see if he gets away. Okay. So he is, uh, so which one did you say? The left or right one? The right one. Right one is webbed. Okay. Got it. Um, so it is actually their turn next. He is stuck. Uh, so the one on the the... Fuck, did, did, did I really just forget again? The one on the right? Right, yes. <laughs> the one on the, the right is right, web. Right. The one on right, the left right. is free to attack and is going to go for Jack. And does 18 beat you? Oh, yeah. Um, so the, that werewolf hits you with its claws and then bites you on the shoulder for a total of 14 damage. I have uncanny dodge as a reaction. When an attacker that you can see hits you with an attack, you can use your reaction to have the attack's damage against you. So okay. total of seven. Seven damage. Perfect. Nice, dude. Sarah's roll. The the werewolf that just attacked you, she's going to cast Sacred Flame. She's casting this uh, at a higher level here. It's bloodied for sure. So Shepard is going to try to finish it off, and he finishes that one off. We started the round with, with you, right, Jack? Yes. I okay. struck first and Avador did her web. That's right. That's right. Since that one's dead, the other one is incapacitated. It can't move anyway. So we're going to go ahead and try to do a check for you guys and see if you guys can move forward 30 feet because that vampire's going nowhere. Or that so other what, werewolf. Oh, the vampire is dead. It's the werewolf. The, I mean, the, werewolf. the other werewolf's going nowhere. He's webbed. The werewolf on the right. So is yeah. when, when we say webbed, is it webbing their just their feet, or is it webbing them like it's? I think it's their whole body because I think it's, it's like sixty yeah. the diameter. It's like really. Big. Oh, think okay. of like Spider Man shooting webs. I'm and a just, giant spider. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nineteen for me. Damn it! Six. Move forward thirty feet. You're trying to move up and you stumble, and I grab one of your eight arms I've and pull you eight forward. Legs. Like, I'm come on, you it dang out. spider! <laughs> All right. Figuring it out. The bloody vampire that has been kind of leading everything. Sudden. Excuse me. <laughs> he burps. <laughs> he burps. So full of blood. He suddenly takes notice of of what's going on here. That you guys are, are trying to make your way towards the tower. And that Jack especially has been killing a lot of his, his vampires. So he himself has leapt over the top of the others and has made it towards you. Jack, it is your turn. You are face to face with a vampire of legend who everyone knows what the name is, but I'm not saying it because of reasons. Mm. So there we go. It was my turn against this big bloody vampire. He's the one. We'll just call him... It was something the bloody. We'll just call him the bloody vampire at the moment. The bloody. <laughs> I'm going to just try the same tactic that I've been using. Do some 
little stab okay. action. Your stabby stabs. Yeah. Stabby stabs. Yep. Okay, so I figured out what the sneak attack actually is. If I have advantage, I can use sneak attack, but I don't need advantage if another enemy of the target is within five feet, which we're all sort of there within five yes. feet of each other. So that's in that way, I'm still be able to use a sneak attack. There you go. Even though I don't have advantage. So that's right. Does a 19 hit? Yes. Yes, it hits. Okay, scimitar hits. Does a, well, then definitely a. 21 hits, yeah? Yes. Okay. Definitely. So dagger and scimitar hit. Five dagger is four. So nine so far, then the 46 extra. 30 total damage. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Carry the four. Okay. Yeah. So, so you, do, <laughs> you do quite a bit of damage on this guy. He's not quite bloodied, um, but you've definitely hurt him. So I miss his heart, but I stab. You miss the heart. Stabby stab. But you you did a lot of stabby stab. He's very upset with you. He's very, like, shame on you, youngin. Um, <laughs> uh, Abdor, your turn. Fight. All right. Melee weapon attack plus five to hit. Reach five feet. So he is five feet within from me. Oh, correct? definitely. Uh -huh. Yeah. Dang, that's strong. All right. So hit seven, one D eight plus three oh. piercing damage. And the target must make a DC 11 constitutional save throw. Taking nine, two D eight poison damage on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one. If the poison damage reduces the target to zero hit points, the target is stable, but poisoned for one hour, even after regaining hit points and it's paralyzed while poisoned in this way. Would poison do damage on an undead? He has resistance against a lot of stuff, but not poison. Fangs on fangs. Fangs on fangs. Fangs, V fangs. Plus nice. five, so seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 22. Yes, that hits. So that hits, and now I roll the D8. Roll for your damage. Roll your D8, and then add three. Mm -hmm. Okay, six. And then I have to do a DC constitution saving throw. So DC 11. 11 constitution. Oh, it's a crit fail. Okay. Ooh. So yeah, he's definitely getting poisoned here. Okay, so go ahead and roll two more D8. Okay, so that, so five. twice? Yeah, yeah. Do it twice. Okay, so that was five, one, six. Okay, yeah, so you sink your, your little spidery teeth into this dude and inject some poison straight into him. And he is poisoned and very unhappy. He he grabs the 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 bite, which you can see is dripping some of the poison, like this greenish kind of goo from it. And you can see like veins in his uh, uh, beneath his skin kind of start standing out a little bit in this darkish green kind of way. And he he hisses and he leaps back away from you guys um, to a little bit safer distance. Um, so you guys can do a terrain check. I got a 19. 15. All right, you guys move forward 30 feet. You're closing in on it. So you guys are 60 feet away from the tower. You were very close. The bloody vampire that had leapt away from you caught back up with him again, but he is flanked this time by two werewolves. So one werewolf is going to go for Avador. Um, does not hit. The other werewolf going for Shepard. God, does not hit. Man, all of them suck. The bloody vampire going for Jack. 18, does that hit? Oh, yeah. Jack, you took a total of 16 damage. I'll uncanny dodge that as a reaction. <laughs> all right, so eight damage. Eight damage, okay. Okay, got it. So I'm just basically like, as they're attacking me, I'm... I'm like pulling back, but they're still mm -hmm. scratching or whatever. Yeah, he's so this guy he is he's using his his clawed hands to to swipe at you. He tries to bite at you, and it's just like they're basically scraping the surface of your skin. So it's still like it, it hurts. It's doing damage, but it could have been so much worse. It is now Sarah and Shepard's turn. Sarah again crit against one of the werewolves. That werewolf is dead. Shepard misses his attack on the werewolf with his scimitar, hits on the crossbow that he's using, a whopping two damage. <laughs> Most <laughs> he, the, impressive. 
Yeah, the the bolt just lightly scrapes against the shoulder of this werewolf as it, it's um, trying to leap out of the way. Jack, it is to uh, you. Gonna keep going for that bloody vampire. Man okay. on a mission. Boy on a mission. Little boy. Big mission. 13 hit? Does not. Uh, Simzar misses. Dagger definitely misses. So I just whiff on that one completely. Okay. So he's you're you're trying to attack him the way, but he he's caught on to how you're you're doing your attacks. He's just batting your arms away as you're trying to slash at him. Avador, it's your turn. All right, I'm going to do another bite on the vampire. So 19. That hits. That, that hits, and now I'll roll my d8. Mass poison. Let's see how much. So that's eight. I'm gonna do the other shoulder, the other side. Uh, he fails. <laughs> Rolled two Rolled. D eight. Five. He is he is more bloody than usual now. He's living up to his name. However, we've gotten through the whole round and you guys haven't eliminated all of the enemies, so that means something bad's gonna happen. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So I need to roll and see how bad it's gonna be and then what happens. You're just trying to fight your way fiercely up through here. It's just, it's taking so long to get through. And your companions are just being worn down, trying to to hold off as many as, as they can. The elf, Elros, towards, towards the back, who's been just sending arrow after arrow after arrow into these vampires, has finally been flanked by enough vampires and werewolves that Elros goes down. One of the vampires gets a drop from him, knocks him to the ground. The other werewolves have jumped upon him. Jewel is slinging spells that way because she was nearby trying to help him out, but it is a lost cause as Elros goes down and you can see the blood has been drained from his body. Dang. Roll a terrain check. Nat 20. Nice. 20, but not nat. You are so close. You are 30 feet from these doors. You are almost there. You are still joined by this bloody vampire and one werewolf. However, no other creatures have joined the battle against you. It's just these two right now. It is their turn. The bloodied vampire is going to target Sarah. Sarah is bloodied. No. Also... Um, now that he got a, a successful bite, Sarah has to do a charisma saving throw. Sarah fails her charisma saving throw, and Sarah turns towards Jack. And you can see that there's something different about her eyes, and she's looking very menacing at you. And Sarah readies her war hammer to strike at you. Ugh. Sarah, what are you doing? Sarah misses with the warhammer and then tries with her her blessed weapon or her spiritual weapon sending it at you. Her spiritual weapon does hit. Eight damage. Can I uncanny dodge that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so yeah. it's a reactionary thing. So, so hitting four, four damage. damage. Okay. Okay. It's Shepard's turn. Shepard is very confused as to what's going on. He's like, Sir, what the bloody hell are you doing? Like, if one of us was going to turn, it should have been me that turned on everybody else to save my own hide. But fine. He's going to assume that, you know, it's nefarious things. He's going to go for the bloodied vampire and sends an eldritch blast just slamming into the face of this vampire. Um, You can see, like, this part of the vampire's face is kind of, like, scorched with this, like, very necrotic sort of looking burn. Like, Like, you can see it sizzling a little bit across his face. Jack, it is your turn. So he's still alive? Yes. Okay. Oh, there's a vampire also, or not a vampire, a werewolf, werewolf also that I forgot to do his thing, but we're just say screw it because I forgot. It's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing that Sarah just got attacked by this vampire and she's reacting in such a way, my assumption, I'm obviously not going to attack her, so I'm going to still try to move around her and attack that vampire that's got her mind controlled. Okay. No on the first hit. <laughs> uh, yes on the second. So I miss okay. with my scimitar, hit with the dagger, and dagger damage is just a three. 
All right, so it's enough that he's annoyed with you. But yeah. you did some damage to <laughs> Avador's turn. You've got the bloody vampire and you've got a werewolf. All right, I'm going to spit web on the werewolf. So, 11. This web misses. I know. Captain Stein fighting his 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 way trying to clear some um, some area for you guys and just like Elros before him you see a group of vampires and werewolves descend on him knocking him to the ground but he is able to fight his way up out of being completely overwhelmed but he is bloodied before I forget the werewolf I'm gonna let the werewolf attack and he's gonna go for Avador uh, since you keep trying to spit on him <laughs> <laughs> 14, does that beat your AC? Uh, it meets. Yeah. Meets. Okay, so it hits. Avador, you are taking 22 total damage. Ooh. And the vampire, the blade vampire, is now going to go after Shepard. It does not work. Shepard is fighting him, fighting him away like, like a maniac, but is now Sarah's turn. Sarah is still fixated on trying to take down Jack. Both of her attacks miss. Good. Shepard is going after the werewolf. Five damage. So not enough to do a whole lot of damage to the the, uh, guy, but does a little bit to him. Okay. I'm going to be, again, sort of dodging under Sarah's attacks. Like, Sarah, Sarah, stop. I'm going to help you. Just please calm down and go for an attack on the uh, vampire again. Okay. Scimitar does not hit. Dagger... Does not hit. Jesus. Oh, God. I'm going to chalk this up to being distracted by Sarah swinging at me, and I'm just off my game. Okay. Part of me wants to spit some web on Sarah so she's not attacking anyone anymore, just for her safety. And for my safety. (laughs) (laughs) So I think I'm going to do that. That's a good idea. All right. So let's see if I get her. Uh, no. No, I don't. I miss, okay. I miss Sarah. And then... Okay, it's funny when you, when you roll so low that you know. You don't even have to ask. You're just like, yeah, I don't hit. Yeah, I, I don't, don't hit. hit. Do a um, terrain check and see if you guys can move forward. 17. Okay. 19. 19. So as you are battling against this, um, this bloodied vampire and also battling against um, the werewolf and stuff, but you guys are pressing them back and back and back. You make it to the tower. Um, you're able to to kind of fight them through the, the opening of this tower, and despite this grueling onslaught, you have made it um, there. You've pushed forward. The bloody vampire falls back a bit, and you see red eyes appear in the darkness of this tower, everywhere, as several dozen more vampires step out from the shadows of the room. But then you hear, yo, horns, uh, rub this between your hands real quick. And in- Indigo drops a small blue flower bud in your hands, Avador. I'm gonna look funny with my little spider. Oh, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, he, he, he's, okay. I need to change this. Yo, uh, oh, where'd horns go? I had something for her, but, uh, yeah, she dead? What's, what's going on here? I just, there's a big old spider. That's creepy. <laughs> it's me, it's me. You raised some here. of your hands, yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay, uh, hey, uh, you need to rub this between your hands, mandibles, whatever you got there. Uh, yeah, just... He just drops it on the ground, and he's like, however you you think you can pull that off, you do that. Do that. But uh, I would do it now, buddy. Cool. So I grab it to, like, my fourth little leg, and, like, I try and and uh, <laughs> all my little legs just trying to rub it. Okay. Just, just so, kind of washing over. <laughs> rub, rubbing <laughs> this blue flower. <laughs> like a loofah. Your, your creepy spider legs. <laughs> A burst of blue energy swirls out and a portal opens up in front of you. And without a second of hesitation, the room is invaded by room bots and witches slinging spells of all kinds. 
Emily and her mother step forward, both casting the same spell on one vampire who jerks violently up in the air and then rips in half. And from behind them, out steps Master Kavela, who sweeps a hand, sending the bloody vampire across the room, slamming him into the wall. And Balaam darts out from the portal on all fours and sinks his fangs into his throat and rips his head from his body. And Kavela turns to you all and, and shouts, To the top of the tower! We have it down here. Fates be damned. I will accept any consequence for interfering in this. For anything else would be better than a future like this. And Sarah, suddenly able to move of her own accord again and has stopped trying to fight Jack, which I'm assuming while all this happened, Sarah's been trying to kill you the entire time. <laughs> You've just been dodging out of the way and stuff like that. She kind of shakes her head violently and was like, what, what was that? Uh, Jack, Avador, Shepard, what happened? You were under the vampire's control, but everything's okay now. We took care of him. We took care of you. You're okay. What is going on? And, and you're looking around the room and you're seeing like the, the room bots, like one of them with, with like the edge of a broom impales a, a vampire up against the wall which disintegrates. You see all these witches with all kinds of spells just disintegrating werewolves and vampires everywhere. We have backup. We can move forward now into the tower. Then I say let's go. And Sarah runs for the winding staircase. Three of you are running up the stairs. You're running up the walls. And and as you're kind of winding up and, and moving up this tower, like, it, it feels like you're going up forever. Like, it's just not ending. And then you kind of realize that though Sarah was kind of leading the way, you don't see Sarah anymore. And then you notice you don't see Shepard either. And in fact, neither of you can even see each other. And then Avador, you suddenly realize that you are in your tiefling form and you were in a field full of mist and smoke and then any trees or grass, plants, everything's been burned away. And you see the charred remains of animals here and there on the ground and a village or what's left of it. And you feel yourself kind of pulled in that direction. And as you um, near and begin walking among the ruined scorched stone houses, you hear a crunch from beneath your boot. And you notice its bones. They're small, humanoid, probably a child. And what's left of the skull features horns, much like yours. Looking about, you recognize that the ground is just a blanket of remains, just like this one. Some large, some small, all with horns. All the remains of tieflings. And you hear a voice from behind you. Boy. Poor tiefling girl, who knows what could have been. Maybe these were cousins, uncles, sisters, but now just ashes. And a reptilian-looking figure steps out from behind you wearing dark robes of varying patterns, and his scales are jagged and pointed, much like the claws on each of his long fingers. And he's pale, and his red eyes pierce your focus, almost like spotting a pool of blood in a field of perfect snow. And Sedicious continues. Do you want to know who caused all this mindless destruction, this war? I can only assume that it was you. It was humans and elves and dwarves and gnomes and halflings, the dawn blooded. <laughs> he spits on the ground. They've always hated beings like you and I. Cast us as imperfections or amusements, and what they hate 
they slaughter. The world never gave us a chance. What our queen does now, she does for us, for me, for you, tiefling. Your kind may know peace again once her will is done. Maybe your kind will flourish once again, instead of hiding in the dark places. This war will end all war, and we may finally live in a world devoid of prejudice. Wouldn't that be lovely? You are short-sighted, for in my travels and in my journey, I have had arms opened up to me as I am. Whatever it is that has caused this war, it is only because of your own prejudice, your own actions, not mine. That is a war that you have started, and I am here to end it. Wouldst thou like to live? Deliciously. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Avador, you face death if you do not accept my offer. Take my hand and join us, and we will welcome this new world together. There is no alternative. For our queen has already gained the ultimate power in this world. You misjudged me, showing me all these bones, bones of the past. I do not know my brothers and sisters, but I do know this. The people on this earth currently today, we can live as one as we are. That is the alternative. I will not mourn the ashes of the past. So I'm here to stop you from any more in our future. And he hisses. Jack, you find yourself in a windowless room of cold stone. It's dark, but you can see a cloaked figure in the corner opposite of you. This is the first person that you think you've seen in weeks. Maybe it's been months. And he approaches you just a few more feet and says, Boy, where is your family? Your mother and father, where have they gone? Family is what you make of it. And I have my family here with me in this tower. You mean your friends? The tiefling? The drow? They have abandoned you and joined us. The rest are all dead. Our queen has tasked me with deciding your fate. You were born of a Dawnblood, but since you have been cursed as a lycanthrope, you could be one of us. You have no one left. You're all alone, but we could be your family, the family you've always longed for. You would never be alone again. And he holds a clawed hand out to you. All you need to do is take my hand. I back away. No, you're lying. Shh, bring, bring me my friends back. We're going to stop this. We're going to stop you. And he hisses at you, and then suddenly, your visions both just suddenly end, and you find yourselves in a vast chamber full of cracked and broken stained glass windows and shattered wooden benches. 
occasionally interrupted by large stone columns all outstretched before a massive, ornate stone pulpit. And the lizard man begins to rise in the air, levitating a few feet off the ground. Try as you might, you've already lost. Thanks for listening to this episode of Party in Peril. If you liked this episode, please share it with your friends or digi friends on social media and use the hashtag NerdSloth so we can thank you for your support. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, uh, give us a rating, all those things that can help out the show. It's like rolling a nat 20 every time. See you next episode. Presented by NerdSloth. A place for lazy nerds. If you like what you heard, consider donating at patreon.com slash nerdsloth so we can continue bringing you quality shows. Be sure to also leave us a review and share your favorite episodes and clips on social media. If you're looking for more content, catch us on YouTube and Twitch or visit us at nerdsloth.com.